What's up, everybody? Uh, my name is Sean, aka Bigot. Uh, you may know me as the rapper who wears a very tight green suit. Yeah, while I perform. And yeah, just here to catch a vibe, I guess, which was written in the job description. <laughs> as a rapper, at least. I'm an analyst at my day job. Uh, yeah, data analyst. So like, I, I think I, I say quite often, I, I graduated from SUTD, which was essentially where I started my uh, musical journey. If one might say, yeah, shout out to SUTD bands. Um, yeah, so I, I did computer science there. Then I eventually... And while doing computer science there, that's when I started Bigot as well. Because, um, I don't know, because you're at the age and I think this was 20, 2020? Wow, feels quite a while back. 2019, 2019. One year in, I was like, damn, like, really want to have a hand at trying to make music, trying to trying to create a sound that, um, you know, that I thought wasn't, wasn't like, I wouldn't say represented, but not super prevalent here yet in Singapore. How do you find the balance between doing your data analyst job and making music? Gotta like, you gotta like compartmentalize, man. Yeah, I gotta compartmentalize for sure. Cause it's, it's not so clear, okay, I'm making music and then I'm doing work. No, I feel like both at the time, like both times, I'm just like learning something new and I'm like trying to do something and experiment with something. Uh, with work, I'm also like constantly learning or trying to at least. So, yeah, just like keeping on your toes is, or like the mentality of like trying to do something at least, you know, uh, keeping yourself slightly more occupied. Yeah, so there's not really much of like, you know, I, I'm in the mood. No, no, sorry. There is a mood, but not so much of like, okay, 7 p.m. today, I'm going to do music and I mean, obviously eight to six and gotta be working, right? It's not so much like that. It's, it's really just, uh, okay, today I, I, I want to learn this. I want to try something out. I want to try something new today. That's where it stems from rather than the objective of breaking up time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So routine is always important. I, I, I do think routine is important, but um, the intention behind the routine might be worth a little more to think about as well. Okay, wait, let, let's rewind right back to when you started Bigot. I mean, what got you into hip-hop? Okay, so let, let's not even like start with, with Bigot per se, right? Let's start with why I want to rap, why I wanted to rap. Um, as, as I mentioned earlier, it was about trying to have a sound which, cause, okay, so let's start off with like, like, like the background. So the background is that hip hop is huge. Hip hop is huge in 2017. Trap is, trap is like, trap is blowing up. I think this was 2016, 2017, 21 Savage, Migos, 
like blew up. So like the whole triplet flow, the whole trap, Travis Scott is up. Uh, Drake is up, like way up. And so it's super globalized, but right? Hip hop is now back in the mainframe. Like ever since, ever since Eminem, ever since Eminem and 50 Cent, uh, hip hop is back. Like punk is punk, punk, punk and, and like all the rock, it, it phased out. And, and, and now, so pop culture has shifted. So with that came like the, the global phenomenon of like music and globalization in some ways that music came, uh, this, this style of trap music and hip hop is back in Singapore. So I think 2016, 2017, uh, sorry, I think I started writing my first bars in 2014. It was so bad. Worst bars I've ever written in my life. It's so bad. Like, it was garbage though. But then like, you know, there, there was an intention at least, right? Um, but I haven't, I hadn't found my voice yet. So then I started working on it from then. And yeah, trying to really understand, uh, you know, do a little bit of research as to, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna do music here. You're gonna rap. What what are you bringing to 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 the scene, right? What what are you noticing about the scene? What kind of music do you hear that's coming out? And like, you know, like what what is gonna separate you from the rest and stuff like that. And I knew, for I mean, I've always been more inclined towards the more uh, left field hip hop music uh, to begin with, but right. So. Uh, but of course, like, you know, try, try to do something slightly different also. And just so happened, just nice at a point of time, I think it was 2017, there was this, uh, group chat about like, I think it was just a NUS group chat for some reason, which NUS music group chat, I'm not for NUS by the way, but I was just in it for some reason. And, uh, it was a very lame name. I'm just going to say it. It's, it, it used to be called, uh, hipster safe space which is a joke, but yeah, it, it is still a lame name, Hipster Safe Space. So then, <laughs> um, that's where I met Hakim, Haloso. And he was just like, yo, I want to try out some like, uh, um, hip hop dance beats. Anybody like want to try and rap? And I was like, damn right. I'm going to try it. Let's, 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 let's do it. Right. So, uh, we just sort of like try to iron that out. And you know, the first song was terrible. Uh, not from him. He was great from like the get go, but I was garbage, like pure garbage. And I'm not afraid to admit it. Uh, but slowly it was a journey. And I think that's when fast forward, like three years, we managed to finish four songs and that became Vegas volume one. Yeah. After like, I've sorted out my identity that I wanted to be the, be yeah, uh, joining SUTD bands, learning about music in general. And then uh, learning about music as in like how to like, even record a song, how to set up your live performances and stuff like that. Or like, and provide me with a platform to perform. Yeah, shit. SUTD did that for me, man. So, uh, yeah, that's essentially like the entire backstory of, 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 of why I wanted to rap. Tell us about your favorite song. I would say a song that really shaped me and, and I guess dude, in this general like point about hip hop and, and, and B-God. Uh, there are a couple of songs which 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 definitely like paved the way for for for, for me musically. Probably, uh, 
passing me by 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 far side um super like heavily influenced i think some of the songs was also superly heavily influenced by like 93 to infinity by souls of mischief um but towards the earlier days and like trying to find my voice and i, I said this earlier i was listening to like a lot of vince staples as well as uh danny brown and i guess i sort of settled on danny brown especially with like my general like high pitch voice or at least for volume one and volume two like my voices my voice was generally high pitched volume three and volume four i tried to like be a bit deeper it's like monopoly by by danny brown that was of the triple x album and then uh it was ain't it funny in atrocity exhibition but i think the song that really like stood out the most to me was uh grown up by danny brown i think um i heard that song when i was in i think it came out in 2012 so i heard it when i was sec four and i thought wow whoa what the hell danny brown like floats over this beat like like it's just insane dude like, the way that he floats over this beat is it's crazy and i thought that it was going to come out in the old album but it didn't come out and like, i thought that this was a vibe but no, it was a one-off and it was like oh man danny brown is is he, he has so much range that and he just like really proved it with this song and you know just having like this adding like this um really really great flow over like a pretty good beat a very good beat yeah, like remember when my first meal was school lunch now i spit a 16 straight with no punch remember all for dinner all we ate was captain crunch now i bow big on the way to brunch we're from good fella to commissary slips now i get back up man every time i slip never ever quit i just kept on pursuing teacher always asked me what was i doing scribble in my notebook i never did homework lower attention span call these roll work rock tommy hill shirts once with the boat rock park kicks way before we even smoke used to have baby lungs choking when i hit it nowadays lace a whole seven in the sitting remember back then man we thought we grown up rushing at a kid just to be grown up <laughs> rushing at a kid just to be grown up yeah man dude that ah uh, what a song man this as i said like the way he floats and 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 he just proves to everybody like yo I'm doing like all this experimental shit and like going so hard over these sparse beats because I want to challenge something, man. You want to, and you want to give me like a great chill laid back beat. I'm going to kill it too. And, and it's just like, it's so, it's so in your face. And I think this is definitely one of uh, the songs that changed the trajectory of not only B-God, but probably my life as well. Singapore is often seen as not having a vibrant creative scene. With the country's main focus on STEM subjects and not on fostering creativity, many creatives here grew up looking to countries like the US, London, South Korea or Taiwan for inspiration. Surprisingly, Sean Ping's local hip-hop artists gather inspiration from fellow local hip-hop artists, which was actually quite heartening to hear. The conversation then segued into a topic I've been really interested to talk about as well, how local hip-hop artists feel about imposter syndrome. But the interesting thing about Singapore here and, and Singapore hip hop is that I, I do believe that a lot of us do look inward. Yeah, so we, we do listen. But at the same time, for some reason, and I don't know whether this is like an effect of, of, of like uh, the Singapore, Singaporean education or like the, the environment that we're in, there's definitely some looking inward. But unfortunately, and especially with hip hop, you know, which is such a like 
which is like a genre that is so rooted in Black African American history, and you know, so it's it's like synonymous with with Black youth and their mentalities and their come up. It's very hard to fight. Like the no, it's it's not hard to fight. It is a it is a fight that you must have, and you must like look at it in the eye, which is uh, which is imposter syndrome, right? So the the fight that you must have is is really acknowledging that okay yeah you you have to recognize first and foremost that this is definitely not your art you are like just trying to put a little bit of yourself and self expression into it which i feel and and many times i come and i struggle with to be to be very frank the the struggle is appropriation versus respect yeah that's the struggle like you cannot you, you obviously you can't like hundred percent appropriate that culture, right? Regardless of how much that you're trying to, to to put yourself with it, and but at the same time, it's it's very hard to to grapple with that because it's so easy to appropriate like 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 these kind of arts, and in many ways, it it is quite a selfish thing to do. Um, and this is just me be, being very frank and having like just this man, just just like you know, especially since. <laughs> uh been rapping for like a couple of years these are like just the the thoughts that go through my mind when i'm when i'm writing music or when i'm making music so the the balance for me there is is about you know sticking to your guns trying your best to make music that you respect yeah that you respect and that you that you yourself appreciate and to me that's really important man yeah because if not like yeah it's gonna be almost impossible to live with yourself if for for me at least if a singaporean rapper tells you that they don't struggle with uh, imposter syndrome or they don't think that they're just blatantly copying someone i think they're lying yeah that's a hot take (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. what about hip-hop resonates with you so much the unapologetic self which is a big yeah like true expression of yeah, just like un- your unapologetic self. You can say what you want to say, but you got to do it. And it's a very simple, it's a very simple genre, right? It's to me, it's, to me, like, re- to me, it's a simple genre in the sense, not hi- historically, historically, it's a very deep genre, but it's a simple genre because it's really just the beat and your lyrical ability and your flow, right? Or to me, more importantly, it's really just the flow. So it's your flow and the beat. And that's like, and that's why like, okay, if I were to use an analogy, it's like boxing. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Um, it's the technical ability, and but for boxing, it's so entertaining, so exciting, and there's, there's so much you can draw from boxing, but at the end of the day, it is really just two, two people in the ring with two fists. I mean, with four fists, but yeah, everybody just has two fists and um, everything else is technique. You know, the weapons are all there. Everybody has a voice. Everybody has a beat, but you just got to, you know, it's, it's, you just got to, to work at it, you know? Okay, one last question. So, um, what's the concept of selling out to you? Man, the concept of selling out... Uh, Okay, I think that's a very interesting question. So, 
I feel like my concept of selling big uh, of selling big, selling out changed a lot uh from when before I was bigot and where now I mean like I am so before that I thought selling out was just like oh uh signing to a major label doing like a lot of marketing uh spending money on marketing selling out was um you know losing your losing your musical self like like you're not doing it for the music anymore you don't even respect your music you're just doing it to 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 get the check but i would say slowly like making pop music basically but now my my idea has definitely changed like to me the the most important element like i i don't care about the noise like you want to do tick your tiktok dances you want to do whatever social media marketing that you want to do i think then doesn't necessarily qualify you as a sellout what still stays for me though is what quantifies yourself is when you betray yourself you betray your in, in initial uh idea of what good music is uh just to i mean there's nothing wrong of appealing to the popular masses but just to get a placement somewhere to put it short and to that point there are artists who try different things and fail ultimately fail but the effort the effort is is not it's not the it's not the the failing point you know what i mean like i would i respect a lot of artists who 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 who, who try to keep continuously challenging themselves or try and continuously like challenging how their sound goes like and yeah long story short the opposite of that of like challenging yourself as an artist is to me is what a sellout is to me Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of Under Wraps. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it. Stay tuned for the next episode with another good friend of mine, Kevin, aka the Lion City Boy. Away from the photo, get a good glimpse of the photo of a dodo. And before it went, silhouettes when I walk through the cabinet, fall through the floor, thinking like, why am I here? Why am I that shit? That shit changed so damn. Ain't shit changed with the plan. Ain't shit changed with the plan. I got it right there with a pocket full of jam, and I give it right back, fair and square. Ain't shit changed with the plan.